0: we'll see what happens Hopefully.
1: then we'll see cool well, cool hey i do have a webcam i should switch to it all right hey, there are we are
0: gay. welcome to talking heads everyone episode 278 your once week live show for the latest in beer and tech news i'm jeff i'm john welcome to the show everyone thank you all so much for joining us on this wednesday night or in podcast form over on anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found if you've never seen the show before we talk beer we talk tech we talk games pop culture entertainment usually some Star Trek. All Super Chats are run out in the air, so long as they will not permanently demonetize my channel. We do drink alcohol on the show, and if you're drinking along with us, alcoholic or not, let us know in the chat and we'll give some early show shoutouts as we go along. Last but not least, if you'd like to take part in the Super Secret Chat and the even more Super Secret After Party, think about joining the Patreon. Link is down in the video description. As a bonus, you'll get exclusive access to the Discord server, where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads, and. Join join the awesome community that hangs out over there. (laughs) All right. John's camera's charged. Uh, Mine has decided to crap out for some reason. Uh, Worked fine last week. Uh, The internets didn't work fine last week, but all of a sudden this camera will not output HDMI. Uh, So hopefully that's not a permanent thing, but... I've tried to use it twice this week now, and both times it didn't want to work on either of my capture cards, any of my six HDMI input devices that are on my PC. Nothing. So it's not the cable. It's not the power adapter. Running out of variables.
1: Uh, it's it's, uh, what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> At this point, it probably could be. I, I am so so overworked and and beyond tired right now. Uh, trying to slam, get a couple of videos out before I go to PDXLan. I have a video that I'm going to be partially shooting at PDXLan. Uh, I have a case mod that I'm finishing that, uh, some may remember from, uh, literally 27 months ago I started that project. Uh, it's finally almost completely done, and I'm leaving tomorrow afternoon, so. (laughs) Uh, how you doing, John? I'm
1: hungry, Jeff.
0: Very hungry. I imagine. I, I can definitely imagine. Uh, yeah, for those who have not been tuning into Hops and Brews and didn't see John's first day on this show back uh, in March, uh, John is doing a beer diet. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. Uh, just kind of catch us uh, up. Y- yeah, so last year uh,
1: I, I did a, a, a infamous 46 day long only beer diet. Sorry for the noise. Um, and so where I lost over 32 pounds just only surviving off of water and beer this year, uh, nothing as ex- something a little less extreme, but still very, very well effective. Uh, I am doing what's called a one meal a day beer diet, so I'm having a very small meal at dinner time because the biggest complaint I got from my family was I didn't get to have dinner with them. So I said, <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, I will have some protein. During dinner time, uh, I basically have cut out all carbs, um, no, so no bread. So usually it's like a, a little bit of rice or a vegetable, mm-hmm. and then a lot of meats, usually chicken or, or roast of some kind, yeah. and or hamburger. Uh, but then after that, I don't eat for uh, 23 and a half hours. The only other calories I can consume are beer. <laughs> uh, so most of my meals are beer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nice. I mean for some people that's the dream for other people that might be a little little odd, a little too much. Uh as much as I love beer, I don't know that I could I don't know that I could do it. Uh but it's it's interesting. But I love this the idea. Of...
1: Yeah. This one is definitely uh, a different than, than last year. Um, I did a week because I'm doing it short. I'm only doing 31 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not doing like a mid week, mid halfway through three weeks through video. I did a, Hey, I'm one weekend. And then I'm just going to give a final results. Uh, the nice part about this one is I did blood work beforehand mm-hmm. and I'll be doing some blood work Friday. So you'll see the very end process. Mm-hmm. If there's any change I'll do, it's a liver panel. It's a blood work panel. Um, all all the works through, so we'll be able to see the difference in that. So I'm going to be hopefully releasing the results of that in about two weeks.
0: Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, I love all the comments that we get on here that we drink too much, or alcoholic, and and things like <laughs> that, because people have to realize you're seeing literally a snippet in time of my life, and yeah, I I don't drink a lot outside of the show. Uh you think i drink a lot because the only time you ever see me i have a beer in my hand <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> but that's, well, <laughs> that's the other thing everyone's telling me like i'll i'll do now a, a lot of youtube shorts or something I'm like here here's the beer and drink and they're like this is the way to you know alcohol i was like no you know how much water i consume yeah in between all of this i, I consume over a thousand or a hundred ounces a day uh you know I, I consume basically a gallon of water a day mm-hmm. And it's just trust me, I'm very well hydrated.
0: Yeah, yeah and I, I constantly have I, I have two bottles of water at my feet right now. Like that's how much yeah. water that I drink on an average day. So, so yeah, it, it's it's not like we're we're pounding
1: down this alcohol <laughs> and and going through it all the time.
0: I mean that is the dream, but you know Yeah, I, right, I still yeah, have to know, live. Right, yeah.
1: yeah, well, you know. That's that's work. It's required per video, Jeff. That's right. That's right. Uh,
0: Actually, the last video I posted didn't have any beer in it. Uh, We're we're still in Mixology March, but I started shooting that video at nine in the morning, and and I I went, you know, it's supposed to be Mixology March. Maybe I'll do a. No, screw it. I have too much to do today. I I just can't.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, that that was funny. I got I got. uh, We talked about this when we my last video i was on of the athletic brewery and they sent me stuff and that because it has protein Mm -hmm. and coffee in it it was like oh this actually really helps in the morning and it's not alcoholic nice so it's beer it's got some protein yeah got calories got a little bit of caffeine and it's not alcoholic so i can drink this in the morning and still drive to work there you go it was it was pretty great
0: nice uh well, fortunately, right now I can have a drink, and I and I kind of want one. Uh, so I, I want one too. Yeah, do you want to start us off?
1: I will. Uh, so uh, a video of this will be coming out next week, but today I will be enjoying Stone's Enjoy by Ooh Four Twenty Double IPA. It
0: is that time so of year.
1: It is that time of year. So uh, you could probably guess what my next beer will be too. <laughs> Um, It is that time of year.
0: (laughs) It is that time of year. Um, Can I just say something, something, Sierra Nevada, something, something?
1: Something, something, Sierra Nevada, something, 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 something
0: where's blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yep. exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dead to rights. All Um, right. Uh, Today, I think, uh, since this is the last Talking Heads of Mixology March, I think I want to send it off right. Uh, I think I'm going to make a Sazerac. Uh, oh, so favorites. people have been looking at that bottle of absinthe behind me for quite a while, and, and I've actually brought it down a couple of times to show people, no, it's, it's real absinthe, like, actually refined wood wood, or, uh, wormwood, excuse me, absinthe, 110 proof, um, but, uh, it's the real stuff. So, how do you make a Sazerac? Uh, let me pull up my list right here because I actually closed my window. Uh I it's it's rye whiskey, it's brandy, it's absinthe, it's a little bit of simple syrup and it's two types of bitters, Peychaud's and Angostura. Uh there we go. Uh now I I actually did a quick piece on the sazerac um last year during a an actual craft computing video, uh, where I said, here's the way I make my uh, my my Sazerac. And people from New Orleans, you're going to have to excuse me because I think the traditional way is a little bit wrong with modern ingredients, because the Sazerac dates all the way back to 1800 and has official documentation as early as 1838. Um, but uh, they call for a sugar cube, and sugar cubes do not dissolve in... Cold water. You have to have warm water to dissolve them. What's the best replacement for a sugar cube? Simple syrup. It's just pre-dissolved sugar. That's all it is. So I use simple syrup, uh, but I do start out with basically the lightest little splash of absinthe. Literally about that much. And you swirl it around your glass and get it all up on the rim. And you give your glass a really good coating of it. This is maybe a quarter ounce. It's it's no more than that. Uh, and you just want to coat the surface of your glass and then let it sit. Give it that green
1: legging. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, so that's how much absinthe you use. Moving on, we're going to use an ounce and a half of rye. Uh, yet again, I do prefer a very high proof rye uh, in in a Sazerac. I'm using a a 100 proof Bottled and Bond Rittenhouse. Uh, Even a little stronger, even a little higher proofage would be excellent. I've got a a 113 uh, rye up there. I think I've also got a 117 up on the shelf. Those are excellent, but this bottle you can find literally anywhere. So I think we're gonna use that today. So we need an ounce and a half of that. We're going to do an ounce and a half of brandy or cognac. Uh, Again, I'm using a corbel, corbel uh, cognac, so we're going to use ounce and a half of that. We're going to dash three dashes of Angostura. You can tell I like cocktails because I buy the Angostura in the $25 bottles. and three dashes of Peychaud's Bitters. This is uh, old-timey Peychaud's Bitters. There we go. And then just a half ounce of simple syrup. There we go. And We're going to give that a stir. Unfortunately, I couldn't find my mixing glass. I think it's upstairs, maybe in the dishwasher. So, But normally, stir this in a mixing glass, and then you're going to strain it neat into a rocks glass. So give that a good stir there. Take my strainer, and this is the glass that I have all the absinthe in as I spill it onto my desk. I'm going to give that one last coat. And then pour in. And there you have my version of the Sazerac. That
1: would be an interesting beer flavor.
0: It really would be. Um, Now, absinthe, for the most part, gives off a lot of black licorice type flavor. If you're not a fan of black licorice, and I mean like real strong grow hair on your back black licorice, you're probably not going to like a Sazerac. You're probably not going to like absinthe. But for those who do like that flavor and like a little super savory fig type, you know, real deep, rich fruitiness uh, with a little bit of citrus on top, a little bit of orange, a little bit of, uh, of, you know, playful cinnamon and things like that. This is a fantastically well-balanced drink. It's freaking delicious. And there's a reason it was copyrighted back in 1900 by the Sazerac Company and is the official drink of New Orleans. So, good stuff. Mm. Yes. That is what I needed.
1: We had a uh, two super chats already. <laughs> oh, excuse no, me. Bless you.
0: That absent uh, we went right at my t- nose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the best way to consume it. Yeah, it's really the, that's the true New Orleans way. Yeah, you
0: get... Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. And that, that's Maybe that was a like different a part of New Orleans. Orleans I don't remember. <laughs> it's the deep underground. Right. <laughs> Uh, we, we have our traditional two dollars from Kren, or Aussie Bucks, couple Aussie Bucks. Oh, bucks. Day, thank mates. you,
0: thank you, Cren. Uh,
1: what's this about uh, Vegemite at PDX Land? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: uh, so I got a care package from Kren. Uh, gosh, was that around Christmas time? It's been a while, it's been a while. Uh, but he sent me a bottle of Vegemite, and I told him oh. that. I'm going to be taking the Vegemite to PDX land, and we're going to have Vegemite and Toast. So one of these days, we're going to we're gonna invade the uh, Continental Breakfast, and I'm going to have some Vegemite on my toast. And don't worry, well, I'll film I it, don't... and I'll, I'll put it up on the Discord yeah. for you. I mean... That's a craft extra I've had video, Vegemite. Or, or a... Maybe I, even I... a premium video.
1: Well, there you go. Make it a, um, what's Linus's uh... What's his
0: channel? Line of Sec Tips, or is it Tesla? I forget.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, no, it's... <laughs> what is Sorry, if you're
0: going for a segue, around. there there was no better opportunity there.
1: I know, I know. Like I this segue to like, our sponsor. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Well, we had another one. Um, but we did have... We had a uh, Cap and tack is also... He's got a uh, rum and coke tonight. $2, thank you very much, sir.
0: Uh, a very un-
1: unrestricting drink. drink.
0: Uh, do you have a, a rum and Coke or do you have a true Cuba Libre? The only difference is you add rum and bitters, or sorry, add lime and bitters, uh, which is my favorite way to have a rum and Coke. Is uh, so you get a good middle-of-the-road spiced rum, something like a, a Sailor Jerry or uh, maybe even like a Blackjack. Um, and, uh, you know, ounce and a half of that You do two or three dashes of Angostura. You squeeze half of a lime into it, drop the lime into it, and then top with Coke. Now you have a Cuba Libre, and it's fancy.
1: That is. That is good. (laughs) He is having a Don Q. Crystal rum. Mm -hmm. He's going on the cheap end for him. Mm -hmm. So, good for you, sir. Good for you. Um, Had a couple of people talk about some of their drinks. Uh, Novella has Turning Point Brewing Texas size 10 4, quadruple IPA 12.4%.
0: Good God.
1: 4.2 on untapped. <laughs> he is going for it early.
0: Going hard on a Wednesday night. Uh, Elma says he wishes he had a bottle for water. Uh, don't worry, yours is actually two or three down on my list, is all from here on out. Uh, I'm just going down my list of who ordered and, and where it's at. And uh, yours is actually getting cut, possibly even tomorrow. And uh, we're going to start shipping bottles on Monday. If you don't know what he's talking about, it's
1: the sweet-looking craft computing water bottle that you can get a very limited amount. But they are handcrafted by craft computing and RET themselves. It is laser-etched. That is not a sticker.
0: Not screen so print. That
1: stuff is cool. Yeah, that is that is good quality Yep. Stuff for that, and it is, I believe, your own or a proprietary design. Uh,
0: I licensed the like. general circuitry of this, but there's a lot of heavy customization to number one, make it mine, and also to perfectly wrap the bottle, so it's yeah. a seamless design. Took a hell of a lot of design work to get everything just so right. You will,
1: you will right. not find a generic design and then the slapped craft computing on it. Yeah, uh, this is uh, highly made. Look at that. There's detail all over the place. Look, so look at the. If you want that chip in there with my logo, there's
0: yeah. every single trace terminates somewhere. Like, that that's what took a lot of the work, was making sure it wasn't just like, oh, that's cute, but it doesn't make any sense. Well, it may not make electrical sense, but at least point A reaches point B. And, and that's yeah. what I really wanted. And everything, like I said, it's a full wrap design. Uh, so, I'm selling these exclusive through Patreon and Floatplane. Uh, sorry, this one's not going to be available for mass consumption, at least not yet. But... Within the next thirty days, I have a super super exciting merch announcement, uh, and I'll, I'll give you a teaser. In that, we are bringing merch production and distribution one hundred percent in house. Uh, some of those pieces I will be making myself. all uh water bottles, although probably not. I don't know if I'll sell these ever again, <laughs> or maybe I'll make I'll leave them exclusive to the Patreon. Uh, a or... limited yeah uh because these are a lot of work uh even with getting my machine settings dialed in these are a lot of work um but i do have some laser etch stuff that i'm going to be bringing to the store uh i'm going to be making my own glassware and selling that uh i haven't been totally thrilled with my merchandise um I feel it's a little overpriced and it's not making me very much money anyway. And uh, I've, I've had a couple issues with, with some of the products that I'm selling and I, I'm not thrilled about it. Uh, so what better way to quality control than to do it yourself? So that's what we're going to be doing. Lots of announcements here on the channel. There will actually be a full video along with an explanation of why we're doing this, which leads to some much more exciting news, even more exciting than like, hey, new merch and and cheaper prices and and whatnot, uh, that are going to be some huge news news for the channel. So please, please stay tuned. Uh, Watch for that video. That will actually be a dedicated video about the merch and about why I'm doing it. So...
1: That'll be fun, fun, good times, like it. So yeah, so also, so you got a members a little of that. I'm just gonna. So whatever. Let's get into the news. <laughs>
0: we're
1: we're 27 minutes in, or actually more like 20
0: minutes in. 23 by my watch, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the news. Speaking of segways, uh, <laughs> I watched it. <laughs> uh, popular YouTube channel Linus Tech Tips. Never heard of him uh
1: <laughs> caught in his underwear
0: right well uh, no it wasn't even that um, yeah, no.
1: <laughs> we don't know <laughs> uh, caught
0: with his pants down I, you could say there we go um hey! i don't want to make what light of does. the situation uh too no. much like like now that it's over we can kind of laugh and 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 whatnot but in the moment Certain this was a, a very serious thing and and actually an issue that youtube has been inundated with for quite some time and this is Targeted spear phishing. Uh, This is yes, Linus Tech Tips was hacked, but it's not because someone left a password written down somewhere, or they did something they shouldn't have done, or you know, someone you know donned a a ski mask and infiltrated their studios at night, and you know, or he has horrible server protection or whatever. No, this was a uh, an email correspondence with a potential ad partner. Uh, which, I've worked in this business long enough, you get ad requests from everyone. You you get review requests, ad requests, integration requests, collaboration requests, hey, can we send you some crappy product? Um, And... uh, This is what that was. So it was a potential advertiser reaching out and saying, "Hey, what are your rates, and you know, when can we expect a video, and those kinds of things." And so a salesperson said, "Yeah, here's our here's our our normal rate card. Here's our integration options. What kind of video are you looking for?" And so it wasn't just a cold call, and it wasn't just, a, "Hey, we're an advertiser. Please open this PDF.exe." Uh, this was a continuous back and forth multiple times with a, a, a company that wanted to do advertising or allegedly wanted to do advertising uh, that ended up being a, a malicious player. Um, that is called spear phishing. That is the difference between uh, falling for a Nigerian print scam and someone sending your organization a letter sp- or, you know, email supposedly from the CEO to the head of human resources saying, hey, I know it's Friday. It's 3 p.m. I'm sorry. I'm out of the office. I'm on my way to this conference, which they probably looked up by seeing the CEO social media posts and seeing, hey, they're boarding a plane and things like that. Uh, hey, I know this is last second, but we have some like regulatory compliance that we have to do. And I need you I know it's late and I'm so sorry to ask this. I need you to get me a list of all of our employees, their social security numbers, home, home addresses, and whatnot, just so we can you know, cross our T's, dot our I's. Hey, uh, I, I got to go get on my plane now. I'll see you on Monday if, if you want to talk more. Um, that's a spearfish. And, and it, it's designed specifically so the employee receiving it thinks it's you, thinks... Well, they said that they were rushing to get on a plane. I know they were getting on a plane sometime today. That makes sense. Uh, and if they just need this thing, yeah, cool. I can wrap that up. But I, I, I'm i out of here at 4.30. So I'll I'll just knock this out real quick, send it to them, and boppity boo. And that also gives the attacker 72 hours before anyone realizes anything is wrong. Um, yeah. In this case, this was another type of spear phishing where they probably sought out Linus Tech Tips because of the size of their company, the size of their channel, uh, and got a correspondence going with the salespeople. Uh, there were no grammatical errors. This wasn't a, you know, uh, please run ads, me love you long time. You know, this, this wasn't broken English or anything else, but even if it was broken English, that's not outside the realm of companies that advertise with channels like me Uh, that's not immediately the red flag you think it is Um, but if you build up a correspondence with someone you have a little bit of a report with someone now you're more likely to open a PDF Uh, and if you open a PDF and you have an Adobe exploitable thing on there and your salesperson happens to also be logged in have other duties uh, within the Linus Tech Tips Linus Media Group ecosystem your account can get breached. This was a session token takeover. Uh, what that means is uh, when you log into Google or any other any other service really where you have to enter account credentials, there's a handshake that takes place uh, and then your browser is issued what's called a session token. Now, a lot of these tokens are scheduled to expire. If you've ever gone onto a banking website and then let the the page sit idle for 15 minutes uh, and then tried to click a link on there and then it goes, sorry, you have to log back in, that's because your session token expired. It no longer trusts your browser. Google session tokens can last months or even years, and that's out of convenience to the end user because who wants to log into their email every 10 minutes. Oh, exactly. Not only log in, but re-authenticate with 2FA and whatever other factors that you have in place. It, it would be so annoying, no one would use the service anymore, and they'd go to a less secure service. So there is a balance between convenience and security. Where you strike that balance exactly is kind of up to a lot of different opinions. Uh, but the browser session token was hijacked and spoofed, and... For whatever reason, Google didn't flag it as all of a sudden changing IPs. But that's not the silver bullet you think it is. Because if you're a group like Linus, you might have a slash 24 to your name. And and you're one of 24 IP addresses that's coming out of that, or one of 256 IP addresses that's coming out of that particular facility. How do you know that the session token didn't just jump to another one? Or that someone's not just roaming a cell phone tower and, and, you know, driving around Vancouver with a cell phone, making these changes. Uh, so there has to be an inherent amount of trust from Google as well as your device to make all this work. Um, session token was hijacked. Linus tech tips was high, was hijacked. Uh, and a, well, I'll, I'll, yeah. uh, three of their, of their channels were hijacked. Um, the, their three yes. largest ones. Um, and uh there's a lot of people who are giving a lot of grief. Let me tell you, from a social engineering standpoint, there's a reason social engineering is often the things that bring organizations down and and is often the weakest link. It's because it's the one that works. It's the one that can work with any organization. No amount of training. Uh, there's probably a couple things that Linus Tech Tips could have done better uh, as far as opening strange attachments in a sandbox but I can't say that I always do that either but I I look at every email with with a glance of this could be, potentially be a fish because I used to first party fish my own organizations to make sure that we were in compliance with with laws and and staying above bore with with employee training and if you failed a fish test it wasn't you're fired it was a hey you made a mistake we're going to sit down for 10 minutes I'm going to kind of walk you through things to look for uh policies to follow and whatnot now if you fail it like six times yeah i'm sorry there's gonna be some discipline at some point but
1: yeah there's gonna you're gonna get a write-up or some something but that
0: used to be that used to be one of my jobs is data security is is you know infosec kind of stuff and you can train as much as you want but you can't get past the social engineering aspect especially a targeted, directed, hey, we want to do advertisements with Linux Tech Tips. What are your rates? What do you offer? What services? Hey, that sounds great. Uh, can we schedule something here down the road? Uh, by the way, let me send you a, uh, a, a deliverables agreement, which again is very standard practice. Uh, ev- almost every ad that I run on Craft Computing has a deliverables and, and contract right written up between me and the organization that I'm working with. To make sure that everyone gets what's theirs, I get paid, they get their their ad delivered. I I do all yep. the things that I need to do from the social media aspect of it, and and everyone's happy. Um, so oh, they shouldn't have opened an attachment. You don't know what you're talking about. Um, so there are a lot of things that YouTube can do better too, and and Google to the largest to the larger extent of the way they handle not only internal account, uh protections and, uh, gosh, administration as far as permission sets go, Uh, because YouTube's permission sets are very black and white. It's very like you either have access to the channel or you kind of don't. There's not a lot of granular uh, permissions that you can dole out. But there should be some red flags of, are you sure you want to unlist all of your videos? Are you sure you want to rename your channel that's been around for 12 years? Are you sure that you you want to do this because this is well outside your normal activity? Uh, like, bulk changes are not, not not normal. Maybe just re2FA if, if, if like, yeah, enough changes happen.
1: Two or two or three, even just like a a two-step authentication Mm -hmm. for large changes. Mm -hmm. You know, like okay, one is fine. I don't need that. Oh, you're deleting ten videos at one time. Mm -hmm. I need you to authenticate this again, please. Yep. You know, or or you know, on your on this device or whatever. You know. Yeah. Something along that lines. Um, And again, that's not perfect, but that's a step forward. That's a that's a better better uh, option. Yeah, I I agree. And again, too, it's getting harder and harder because, like you said, it's not one of those uh, broken English. Uh, In a sense, AI and not saying this is AI, uh, but stuff like that is easily uh, generated to have a conversation back and forth and to have a legitimate conversation, Mm -hmm. uh, which just in stored memory. I mean, just talking chat GPT again not I'm saying this was AI or anything I'm just saying that it can uh, remember your conversation so it's very easy for either a live person or some script to remember something especially if it's going against this large of a channel or doing these large of uh, companies going after these they're probably going to put a little bit of money behind this type of attack yeah um, you know a, a bit more effort than just the standard. Uh, you need email. You know you forgot package. You hear invoice. You know dot exe or mm-hmm. whatever, um, and then you see in the email that it's actually from somewhere else. Right. It wasn't one of those. Like you said, this it was, was talking back and forth.
0: This was. There are a lot of uh, uh, these scams that will pop up. That they will set up a domain and they'll sit on that domain for nine months, and and they'll they'll put up a website and say, hey, we're a new startup tech company. I get correspondence from new tech companies once a week. Uh, and, hey, we're, we're trying to create this new device and whatnot. And and you fill your website with a bunch of, you know, paradigm-changing, back us on Kickstarter BS, and you make it look like a legit site. Because you'd be amazed at how many retail products have pretty crap websites when it's, like, single-company, single-product type stuff. Um, where, you know, you get the, the classic scroll all the way down the page, and there's one hyperbole rife paragraph or sentence in it, you know, change the way you use computers forever. And then you scroll again, and it's something... It's not hard to build a website like that and then just let it sit there for nine months. And so even if you're a company that your salespeople are doing their due diligence and and they're saying, okay, well, we won't work for someone who's only had a website for a week. So the sales guy goes and checks, you know uh ICANN or whatever and it's like, oh, site was registered nine months ago. That checks out with with what they told me on the email. Oh look, they, they've actually got a product page here. Hey, look, they have an actual email domain and it's coming from that domain and the domain is not marked as spam by Google automatically and da-da-da. They will set up hundreds of fake companies and fake websites like this, uh just to be able to forward in the hopes of scamming people out of out of whatever. Um uh, this is why it's a targeted attack right. and not a general generic attack. Uh,
1: okay, yeah. Everyone's saying my mic is low.
0: I just gave you a lot more game.
1: I can't even hear Jeff now.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I, I've got you plus eight over on this side.
1: Yeah, I, that's when I listen to it on YouTube. It's extremely loud. And now I'm frozen. Oh, there it goes. Uh,
0: you're looking fine to me um no i was there we go yeah
1: i um i'll scoot i'll scoot closer to the mic okay the mic yeah
0: because usually i have the guest at a plus four and that does pretty well i've had to adjust you a couple times but not often
1: i can i can scoot closer to the mic that's fine i don't mind there
0: you go all right whatever so yeah there's a lot of disinformation there there were a lot of Assumptions and opinions that were out there from some very uneducated people about how hacks like this work, and and even even Linus's video, it needs to be very direct and and very to the point. So he's not going to get into a lot of the nuance about what the hack was and uh and whatnot. I think he still did a fantastic job explaining it. But if you if you don't work in in IT or specifically with training users on email security Uh, and you've never dealt with an organization that's a thousand two thousand three thousand people you've never dealt with targeted attacks with with actual spear phishing um you don't know what this was (laughs) so I can stand here and tell them blue in the face but I'd rather tell you about today's sponsor Oh, come on, it's doing it again. What the heck? Dang it. (laughs)
1: No, yours is cut too. Yours is like bleeding over.
0: There we go. Hey, all right. Today's episode of Talking Heads is brought to you by Linode. Let me fix that. There we go good lord it's been one of those days uh hosting your own servers also means you get to host all your own problems and even the most skilled network engineers will tell you you should decentralize your network so why not host your services with linode If it runs on Linux, it'll run on Linode. That includes software from most of the tutorials on my channel, like how to run your own ad blocking, recursive DNS servers, VPN gateways, your own cloud-based Plex server, and more. They offer shared CPU plans for as little as $5 per month and can scale as high as you need to go, with virtualized hosting, dedicated enterprise GPUs, NVMe block storage, and more. Even if you do host your own servers, you can use Linode to keep a backup offsite. Because remember, RAID is not a backup. Linode is also expanding at light speed with 12 new global data centers planned before the end of this year. Visit linode.com slash craftcomputing and get a $100 60-day credit just for signing up for a new account. Again, that's linode.com slash craftcomputing, and a huge thanks to Linode for sponsoring today's episode. Hmm.
1: how is your Sazerac?
0: but drink it down the right pipe. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Burns a little bit if you don't. Uh, Justin sends over $10. Thank you so much. Uh, just wanted to send a shout-out from Tennessee. Been watching the vids for a long time. Finally glad to catch a live stream. Welcome! You should here, show man. up more often. It's a, it's always a good time here. Uh, so... Yeah... Uh, even in I the mean, chat yeah. i was reading there's a lot of disinformation there's a lot of of scammers taking advantage of your greed of your greed of what conducting your business of you realize linus is a youtube channel that has ads on his channel right it's not greed it's being able to employ 100 different people in multifaceted business ventures like linus media group it's not greed it's just economics uh I run ads on my channel. I I have an ad pretty much on every single video. Is is that evil? Should I not be compensated for my work because as as much as Patreon contributed to me being able to go full time. This even running a YouTube channel like mine it's like 10 to 12 grand a month. Like
1: well, yeah, especially when you start up and then e- even large companies, too, though. The problem is, is, is when you get no matter what, people don't I think a lot of people don't seem to understand, like scaling mm-hmm. too. you can't like and I'm not this is not a dig on your channel or no. any channels similar to your size, but he couldn't do a video that you're doing with the budget that you're doing and be like, people would be like, what? That's not enough. Right. You need more. Right and and with your budget you're like basically you're trying to say hey what what's the best bang for your buck per video Mm -hmm. he has to do this a similar thing but in the sense also of profit return as well sometimes some videos hit some don't uh like you said he has a a company probably over a hundred people uh multiple channels i think 13 million plus subscribers one of the largest Tech, I think the largest tech 15 on just
0: to LTT, and then he's got multiple other well over one and two million
1: exactly. Um, so I, I'm, sh- I'm shorting it, uh, but
0: but everyone goes, you know, I, I hate that he does ads in every video. Number one, he starts with a 15 second read, sometimes it's even a 10 second read. It's uh, this product does such and such. Learn more down in the link below. If you can't stomach five to 10 seconds of James or Linus or Anthony reading an ad, then you need to stop watching LTT because you're not supporting them. Uh, and you people obviously never grew up with television because we watched eight minutes for every twenty-two minutes of TV, eight minutes yeah, well, of advertisement exactly. for every twenty-two minutes of TV. <laughs> I
1: again, I I understand people are always like. I can understand if there was like every four minutes he was doing a read. He doesn't do that, though. He does a and, 15 and...
0: second after the intro, which is basically yeah. what I do. I I do a 30 to 60 second after my intro. Um, That's called a pre-roll ad. It's before the bulk of the video. Um, He usually does one hit to LTTstore.com. Why does he do that? Because LTTstore.com is- makes up one third of, L- of Linus Media Group's overall revenue. It's where they make a lot of their money. So... He's going to give it five seconds per episode because that's how he makes his money. He sometimes has a post-roll read, but that's after the content of the video has ended. So you're telling me you can't suffice 20 seconds over a 10-minute period? The other you need to two, look in the mirror.
1: He timestamps it. So you can just skip those. He timestamps it in most of his videos, mm-hmm. and he's just like, oh, I can just skip it. It's fine. He sits there and says, hey, ads here mm-hmm. this is where it ends so it's, it's big deal how many people fast forward through tutorial videos like just get to the point get to the point i want to see how many times where it's like hey we're building this thing to see if it can do x and how many people just scroll to the end i want to see it do x can it you know they don't want to see the build process yeah it, it's it's annoying again it's a business no matter yeah. what uh you're they're an uh, educational entertainment business mm-hmm. and the way to make that uh to part of a revenue one third of a revenue is advertisement that is it yep. you're into it if if i was larger i would be doing pre-rolls or some form of mm-hmm. ads um i've had spots even as small as my channel i've had people offer me stuff for hey can you review this beer and so i'll be like whether i like that beer or not i'll still give an honest review but then it's like okay here's content for me in the same sense, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not paid for it, but uh, you know that that's what essentially a YouTuber, social media person, is striving for. Instagram is literally just advertisement to get sponsors to sell something to mm-hmm. them. YouTube is even just the old TV version of that. Even the
0: old tech magazines, like if you want to go back to like PC Gamer or Maximum PC or anything like that. They would review the product where the product was provided by the manufacturer to the company for the review. They were giving the company the product to review. Um, And the magazine may have two ads for that same product in the magazine. Money's changing hands from company A to company B. However, nothing will ruin you faster than burning your integrity for a payday if I yeah. started taking money and not disclosing that I'm taking money for a review and I said, this is a fantastic product and I use this every single day. Um, you'll notice, even though I've done some ads where a lot of people say, Hey, I, I start my day every day with, you know, hello fresh or athletic greens or whatever else. I mean, I've got an athletic greens ring that I'm doing right now. It's not part of my daily regiment. I don't, I don't drink it. Um, but i don't think there's any harm in the product and and i i'll put my name behind it because it's not a terrible product it it tastes fairly good um and and if you're into a protein shake or you know meal replacement at the beginning of your day fantastic i've done that for a period in my life as well uh but i'm not going to stand there and say i start every day with athletic greens and blah 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 uh because i don't words have meaning <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh established titles uh established titles did reach out to us they offered us a lot of money which is an immediate red flag <laughs> so we said no uh uh all right yeah
1: what else we got what else we got to talk? I mean we we no, I mean like you said there was or like I, I said or mentioned. I, there were still some funny parts in the video though. Yeah. He,
0: I he did, I hate uh, to pile on to my mods, but uh we're going to get political here in a second. Skull Rev, you guys are doing a phenomenal job. I see you working your magic right now. Um but uh I didn't
1: see it. I didn't see anything. Uh been, Oh yeah, there I was there leveled. was
0: all of a sudden like six or seven accounts that were nuked. So
1: oh, okay. Uh okay, all I saw was I was just paying attention to the leveling stuff. Yeah, no.
0: Guy. No, it, it 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 got a little unfriendly and there's been a couple of reminders all already. Oh. Uh, uh well, <laughs> Skull thinking. walks away yeah. slowly. Yeah, get out <laughs> while you still can. Um
1: I don't think we're we're a tech channel, guys.
0: Right. This one we're going to attack from purely a tech perspective um and and avoid the partisan politics that often go along with these types of talks okay uh tech, yeah so vice and newsweek have both done stories now on revisions to the tiktok ban that is currently being presented to congress uh for those not aware uh, there's currently some legislative hearings going on, in which Congress has been questioning the CEO of TikTok and uh, technical workers for TikTok about what exactly their service is, how do they make money, who do they report to, is it is it funded by by CCP, is it this, is it that, uh, are you collecting information for nefarious purposes or just advertising, or you know what about? You know, kids 18 and under, like, what What are all your policies around this? And the end result is there's a good chunk of politicians who want to ban TikTok, partially because it's a Chinese company and partially because they think it'll get them votes with uh, with people who have kids. Um, so that's the the long and short of that. And I just got a full page ad that won't go away. Oh, there we go. OK, cool.
1: Uh, yeah, my, I got the same. Yeah.
0: Nothing makes me want to click off your site more than intrusive advertising. Okay.
1: Welcome, device. They're going bankrupt anyways. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but that's been the gist of the the hearing so far. Um, well, the restrict act, as it's being called now, uh, is being focused at TikTok directly. But the insanely broad language could lead to other apps or communication services with connections to foreign countries being banned in the US. Uh, One of the biggest of these are VPNs. the restrict uh and this is a direct quote: the restrict act is a concerning distraction with insanely broad language that raises serious human and civil rights concerns. Uh Willemurie Escato US policy analyst for digital rights organization Access Now told Motherboard in a uh, email statement. Uh and it's particularly concerning because there's the US is saying that they can prevent you from communicating with any tech service that is not U.S. hosted. Uh, that's as as strong as the words are, and unfortunately they are insanely broad in that definition. They suddenly have a problem with NordVPN? Guess what? Uh, and I guarantee all it would take was, is the realization by politicians or <laughs> lobbying uh, that a lot of people use Nord or Surfshark or some other VPNs for getting around... Password blocks for Netflix or, you know, media streaming or seeing out of out of country content, you know, I'll use it to watch BBC uh, because they have better coverage of the Olympics than NBC does. Uh, You know, not every athlete has a sob story. Sometimes it's just I want to see human crush, you know, javelin or whatever. And I I don't need 30 minutes and then them skipping 90 percent of the athletes. So I'll watch their coverage instead. Guess what? I need a VPN to do that. So it's also particularly concerning because as people, you do have a inherent right to privacy. Uh, how far that extends? That's a good question. But with Congress discussing the banning of all VPNs, and that's been in talks before, literally banning encryption, uh, because, well, we can't read every text message and that's not fair. Uh you have a right to be able to send communications unmonitored without cause. Uh, so, yeah, Patriot Act 2.0. Basically, That's
1: what a lot of people have been saying, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's extremely concerning no matter what side of the aisle you're on because it, it's, I'm going to get a little political here, but it's really a, uh, a potential law that would restrict liberty for a lot of people uh if you if you're you know we like to think we're home of, you know land of the free home of the brave and we can criticize our government to no end and whatever else but what if you're criticizing the government and all of a sudden they say you can't do that and before you were you know say you're an organization and uh, the NAACP or or Black Lives Matter or anything like that and you don't want the government listening into your communication, so you hide it. Uh, that's a valid use of encryption. You don't have to communicate over open wires, and as long as you're not planning terrorist attacks, there's really nothing wrong with hiding your your communication. Uh, so, this is a a a ruling that there are some congressmen trying to sneak some very vague language into. And and for those who think I'm being a little overdramatic, the Bill's language includes vague terms such as desktop applications, mobile applications, gaming applications, payment applications, and web-based applications. It also targets applicable software that has more than one million users in the U.S. In the US. Uh, saying that the U.S. could ban any online service that facilitates American speech. Uh, and uh, yeah, Scary, scary stuff.
1: Yeah, all, all I mean like people in the chat are saying Patriarch 2.0 and, and, and even that too. I don't I, that particular act I don't agree with a lot. Uh actually 99999 percent of that I disagree mm-hmm. with. Um uh yeah the 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 issue too but the terms of services and I, we, we talked about this on a previous episode of, of tick or this show about TikTok mm-hmm. and other social media sites is, is people go on and the terms of service apple does this TikTok does this facebook does this. you're giving them their your data mm-hmm. and that's essentially what they're they're fighting against is is this bill is supposedly supposed to fight against is hey it's giving your facial recognition your gps location the access to your contacts your photos yeah. blah 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 um the only part i would say like well are they going to ban facebook then are they going to ban apple that, from yeah them? it, it exactly that that, that's kind of that's kind of my point is it's more i would prefer a bill of like uh terms of service be easier and you know uh more straightforward uh, yeah to understand and, and to know what people are giving away no one knows what they're giving away uh i constantly and this has nothing to do with social media but anything that's free we've talked about this before anything that's free you are the product right and you're giving away all of whatever you're allowing that program to access mm-hmm. uh you're uploading a photo you're uploading a video you're uploading a hey i'm at this restaurant um you're basically saying hey track my phone probably for the next
0: five ten minutes yeah the um, the main problem i see with this is it being systematically or sorry, not systematically, uh, unilaterally applied to whatever the flavor of the month is, and and not the Facebooks and the Googles and Alphabets and Apples of the world who quite literally are collecting every piece of relevant data that they ever could on you. Uh, they know more about you than you do. Um, oh yeah. And it it's I mean... frightening. Uh, one of my favorite examples is in my. Uh, photo library. Uh, so if I open my phone and I go to photos and then I go to search, there's a feature that will identify faces. And oh, yeah. it's one thing for it to go, Oh, that's you. That's Jeff. I can find all photos of Jeff for you if you want. Okay, cool. It's, it's another when it's, Hey, I have pictures of your kids. Here's miss, here's bit. And and it uses their names. And it's like, I, I don't How know that I know? Ever typed those in, but that's, yeah. Mine has my cat. Mine has Rambo by his name.
1: Do you think I you have probably a put it on... in
0: my phone called Rambo with his photo?
1: No. Do you think? But you I... probably put it on Twitter, and then they probably have a contract right, with Google or, right. or or some other service, I mean, and yeah,
0: that's how it is. I have never typed that in to the Photos app, to Google, to anything else. I've simply said his name. Okay. Yeah. Other than typing cat picture into Twitter and saying, you know, Rambo was very curious today or whatever else, but seriously, if I go to search, um, yeah, Yeah. Rambo's at the top. Uh, I'm trying not to reveal too much, but Rambo's literally the second one there. He he's, he was that one right there. And, uh, it has his name. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's, (laughs) That in general is a problem, and, and all
1: honestly, all this bill is saying, oh, American companies can have that information.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's uh, essentially that really is the whole juicy <laughs> bits of it. Um, that's the problem with it. They're saying TikTok is owned by China, or uh, or whatever app is owned outside of the United States. Yeah. Therefore, that's a security risk. Yeah. Um, and but Facebook, Twitter, they're American. -hmm. They can have as much as they want. Yeah, you know Google. They they can sell it to to all these other people. It's totally fine for them to sell it. Yeah, uh, because we can sue them as a national security breach. But but like I said, it's Uh, the
0: arbitrary and vague language of this that just like every terms and services. Yeah, No, I mean, sorry, but name
1: another bill on either side that it doesn't do that.
0: (laughs) I, 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 I get that, but
1: yeah we're a tech you know I, I, I,
0: I can focus on this tech or, issue
1: yeah no, or or go. any legal argument but yeah, yeah. um uh, uh, shout I out
0: could. to crosstalk like and techno tim both in the chat right now thanks for the five bucks yo mr tim uh and crosstalk drinking a deschutes modern revival west coast ipa tonight excellent brew that is a excellent. fantastic excellent. choice
1: i would i would highly recommend if you can find it the rogue dead guy ipa if you want to experience what a
0: classic Crosstalk Northwest, is literally just down the road from us so
1: then then go
0: pick that He's up as a uh, fellow it, oregon youtuber so
1: yeah uh, go go pick that up uh mm-hmm. if you can find it you, you can find it at local safeway fred meyer anywhere um it, the review on the rogue ipa variety pack will be coming out uh well it was supposed to be today but i got busy probably tomorrow or or, or friday uh that one they sent me but uh, i bought it myself yeah um but i think that that particular beer is a probably quintessential early 2000s northwest like 2010 no 2009 ipa i love what me, they did with with that guy ipa i really do it's it just it was like i was I'm not like blown away like a certain like juice bombs, but I was like, I am so thankful this isn't a juice bomb. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of what just a good pub IPA used to taste like with a with a greasy
0: burger uh, and yeah, fries. And, 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 and that's exactly what I said when i when I had it. It's like I need like a double bacon cheeseburger to go alongside this. Exactly. It's, oh yeah, it, it's exactly. a quintessential uh, when you're. You're drinking like a Sierra Nevada Pale and you go, I want it to go harder, but I don't want it to yeah. lose any of this character. It, it, that's yep. kind of what it reminds me of. Uh, yep. And uh, and yes, Crosstalk, their garage sales are off the hook. Oh, yeah. Garage <laughs> sales are off the hook. They're so cheap. Yeah. Yeah, no, their brewery is amazing. Uh, their beer is awesome. So, great I know
1: you, you can go to their garage sales, get a keg for 30 bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh this one what else? was a little unfortunate. I wasn't happy to hear this one. The Internet Archive has oh. lost its first fight to scan and lend eBooks as a library, uh, and this could actually have implications for physical libraries who are doing the same thing as well. Uh, to catch you up on this story, the Internet Archive, archive.org, uh, was trying to act as a library. That is. They would receive physical copies of material, books, papers, whatever. They would scan them, and they would lend them out on an individual basis. That is, they have one physical copy that they keep, and they lend you the backup. They don't lend a hundred. They lend one. Until that one is returned, or the license expires, and then they can lend it to the next person. This is also how libraries do eBooks and e-distribution. My wife uses this like crazy with our local libraries where she will request books that are out of print that, that you know, hey, I'm interested in this one or it's like book four in the series and I can't find it anywhere else. Yeah, I'll just borrow it from the library and she'll get a digital copy of it. And she'll read it on her Kindle or whatever else. And then at the end of seven days, the license goes away. It's deleted from her device and we move on with our lives. And the next person can read the book. It's no different than physically lending out a copy of the book, except you're not physically lending out the copy of the book. You're still allowing just one person to use it at a time. Um, And wouldn't you know it, it was the four largest book publishers in the US, as well as a number of authors who brought the lawsuit. Um, and, uh, federal judge ruled against the internet archives saying they are not allowed to lend out backup copies. Um, I don't
1: get that. That's yeah. Ridiculous. I, I I don't understand that because literally there is no difference between this and a library. I Correct. mean, the way they were doing a license was complete no different. I mean, a library can even have multiple copies. So the fact that they were just doing one at a time um, and they're putting in the effort to digitally scan this type of stuff um, or the other person did, but there's a physical copy. They uh, essentially, just like you've talked about games, you own the physical license. You own the proprietary item. Mm-hmm. Um, they were given the proprietary item. Um, The VHS, if if, if anyone's old enough to remember, I'm sure enough of us are, Mm -hmm. the VHS controversy of recording it and distributing it, no, that's illegal, sure. You own the video and you lend it to a friend, that's fine. This is no different. I'm digitally lending it to a friend, no different than digitally owning a a Blu-ray Copying it to my server mm-hmm. and then you know I I own I purchased the item yeah uh, um you know so this book this publishers get, uh,
0: are saying that it is costing them millions of dollars a year with the same argument that every download of limp biscuit or, or whatever else on Napster represented a 2. loss 0. in revenue which is so so not the case. Uh <laughs> How many of these
1: are like sponsored by like, or are these these uh, um, authors or publishers are sponsored by Amazon? Uh, Aaron you know? in the chat
0: says the problem is the scale. I disagree wholeheartedly because libraries have always been about the distribution of information, and yes, it's not your local library that's ran by your county, but you can still be a library. There, there are libraries that do, you know, multi-state. Shipping of, of rare items and, and things like that. Uh, there are libraries that you can go to at any point from anywhere. Like if, if a library in Texas had something that I wanted to see that only that library had, I could fly to Texas and go take a look at it. Like that's the whole point of a library. And there are federal protections for libraries. In fact, there are federal initiatives supporting libraries. So why all of a sudden that internet archive gets a larger reach than your local county library might have? Never mind that every freaking county in this country has its own library already, so it's not like it's a larger reach than the established quota already. Is it now a problem? You're still you're still one copy, one sale, one distribution. It's just yeah, they're they're allowing anyone to check out their books instead of just people who live within the resident area. Honestly, it, the thing is though, what I'm actually liking
1: about more of it is the ingenuity of the licensing and allowing out of one per, you know, user mm-hmm. essentially, of a, if it being a digital library. I mean, the whole idea of this is essentially a library could do this. Mm-hmm. There's there's literally no difference than a state-run library Scanning in all of their books and doing this, mm-hmm. you right. know, and which so what? Is, what is what
0: libraries are doing right now,
1: right? I know. So this is ridiculous. I I don't. I I I, I don't. This one I didn't understand. Yeah. I was well, like, why I, did I, the judge I fully say understand this? It.
0: It, it? It's just I disagree with it.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. That I guess. I, yeah, that's more what yeah. I mean. Uh, This is it's a stupid stupid decision. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I yeah, they're arguing.
0: Uh, oh, and Google Books also does this. Google famously created scanners with Raspberry Pis and, and digital SLRs that would automatically scan books. However, uh the judge ruled that the work was transformative to the copyrighted work because it created a searchable database of criti- of criticism and commentary inside the books, as well as yeah. searchable terms from inside yeah. the books. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And because
0: the Internet Archive doesn't have the literal digital transcript, it's just an EPUB or or literal photos of the book, that it's not transformative, therefore it doesn't fall under the same electronic protection, which is absolute bull. Which is actually better because
1: right then you de- you can't you can't mess with the, the verbiage.
0: It's... Yeah. Um Google Books is not a transformative work, and neither is archive.org, but they deserve the same protection under the law. Crossock, thank you so much. $10, just one upping Techno Tim. We can all strive to one up Techno Tim.
1: Right. I know. There we go. Big, big spoon did come in, chime with the $1.99. TikTok ban equals Patriot Act 2.0. Yes, sir. We all agree with that. Yep. Essentially, uh, yes, we agree with you. And Techno Tim, was that $5? I think we did hit that. Yes. Um, but thank you, Crosstalk, for doubling. So, Techno Tim, if you just want to show. Up, Ball's in all, your watch, court, Tim. Cool come that. on. Yeah. Come on. It's cool, man. It's cool. <laughs> Cheers to that, uh, Jeff, sir. I am done with my beer. Um, it is thirteen past seven.
0: Um, how are you with your cocktail? i' you means, having more than one. But I, I will right, be having so, more than one. Uh, I'm probably just going right, to finish with I, an old fashioned because what better way to check out of the month? What
1: better way? Exactly. Uh, what so, better
0: way? Yeah. No, please. By all means, give me.
1: Just give me a second. Ah,
0: give him a second. And he says. "I thought he had one ready to go."
1: It's in the
0: mini fridge. I'm so sorry. So, oh, everyone says it's low, so uh,
1: it was in the mini fridge. So, uh, for today, I am having the famous Lagunitas Waldo's, Waldo's. series triple IPA uh, by Lagunitas, eleven point
0: seven percent. Sorry, I think I said Sierra Nevada earlier. I I knew I it's Lagunitas. You did, but it's
1: yeah, the, you knew what I meant. Well, I yeah, I, I think you were <laughs> thinking um. No, I was thinking Waldo's. Bigfoot. Oh, Bigfoot. Think, yeah. Oh no no. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Bigfoot. Yeah. They come out. They come out wasn't like a month apart. Yeah. So yes, triple IPA. If you've never checked this out, this is one of the amazing beers to collect. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can age these. I don't recommend probably more than a year, but I am crazy enough to have over fifteen years of this, yeah. and still haven't drank any of them. Mm. Uh... But if you're looking for that special fourth something style <laughs> 20 beer 2.0 beer yeah uh this is an homage to that yeah
0: yeah the the big selling feature of Waldo's is they're usually two dollars or two dollars and fifty cents and double digit ABVs yeah actually is pretty good <laughs> they are
1: uh I will state I I do enjoy oh. for some reason I think this year is better than last year and mm. I enjoyed last year's so I think this year is a a, a hair
0: more balanced <laughs> and better so Elma says sorry Technotem spent all of his money on RGB which is a pretty good investment to make I would say uh, I, I finally did add some lighting to my my uh, 45 drive server this last week uh, uh, it's not RGB it's just some white lights but uh, I really like the look of them uh, and then uh, Justin the Geek chimes in with $20 haha <laughs> I'll up it just for kicks and Crosstalk says damn it <laughs> uh, Waldo's is honestly the best IPA I've ever had. Fight me. Oh, I can fight you with some way better IPAs. Look, there's this is. I'm not again... saying Waldo's is bad. I'm saying it's not. No. I'm saying it's an eight and a half out of 10.
1: Yeah. It, 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 there are just. Parameters we have to talk about are we talking price? Are we talking, you know, mm-hmm. ABV? Uh, you know, all it's all of this stuff we have to talk about because they're just different categories. Mm-hmm. Is it up there? Yes, it's up there. It's very yeah. high ranked. Is it the greatest? That can I spend forty right.
0: dollars? I can go find something better for forty dollars. I would even say yep. down in the three to four dollar price range, there there's some incredible IPAs that that absolutely trounce Waldo's. All credit to Waldo's. It's a fantastic beer. It's a great series. Uh, it's a little different every year, and and they have a history of being very good. But if you give me something like an inkasi Megalodon, which is three fifty or four dollars a right. pint, yeah, that's a, that's a ten percent IPA. That is yeah. Chef's Kiss perfection. It
1: it, it <laughs> is. It's really I've always but and available almost year round, where this is uh, is only a month and Meg- a half. Megalodon to, to, I think is it's like...
0: is quasi. I, I think it's
1: six. I think it's six months or three. No, know, they, like they, every they like release
0: a, it once every every four or so months or something like that. Like the, they'll run a batch like that. and then then it'll hit. So it drops like three or four or five times a year. So it's not always yeah exactly. on store shelves, but it's not I, I, rare well, I either. Th- well, it's but the thing is though, it's high
1: enough to sit on a shelf. Yeah, and thus makes it seem like it is year round. That's true. Uh yeah. where this is only in shelf for about eight weeks. Right. And that's it. They only produce it one time a year, thus, and only being around for eight weeks. So, yeah, you have to then go with that. And that's That's a point. Yeah. I've always wanted to do a video like what is the best IPA or mm-hmm. beer money per buck. But then that's it's so hard to really nail that down because what we get locally, mm-hmm. there's some good. Like you said, the Megalodon, that's Oregon, <sighs> North Washington, <clears throat> Southern wa- or, or Southern Washington, Northern California only. Yeah.
0: I don't know what the East Coast has as a ten percent IPA. Megladom as a trade beer has gotten me so many amazing beers from around the right? country. Right, it's it's <laughs> it's
1: three fifty for a nineteen point two ounce on our uh, for ten yeah. percent on our set. Amazing Northwest IPA, double mm-hmm. IPA,
0: Imperial IPA. Uh, an, I don't know another one that i put. But up the there, East Coast has another one that I'd put up there for like two sixty to three dollars. Cryostash, Hop Valley.
1: Cryo Cryo stash
0: hot valley I have one it's in like, my mini fridge it's, it's like 9.2 or 8.6 or right in yeah, there
1: it's, it's, yeah it's yeah yeah something like that I I can't I can't get around cuz like I can't fight mm-hmm. not having one of those um price per point you know it's it's one of those things actually you know what I I used to hate it but the big baller but uh, they came out with a hazy is actually pretty darn decent. It's like mm. 250. It's like it's like 8.8. 8. I don't
0: think I've had that uh, one.
1: No, but it, mm. like I never liked the big Ooh. baller original, but they hit yeah. it with a hazy. Yeah. And that just sweetened the harshness up. And it's like, this nice. is actually pretty darn good nice. for, for 258. Um, so
0: see, Crosstalk has some local connections. Oakshire watershed
1: watershed oakshire is great i do like oakshire uh hellshire is one of my personal favorite stouts every year i used to go to that festival all the time yep um i'm i have a collection of hellshires in my back Um,
0: uh also abdul has raised the uh the mark to 25 do i hear 30 do i hear 30 going 30 going 30 people (laughs) thank you abdul very much for the uh the 25 much appreciated um
1: Oh uh just on the geek. haha! <laughs> uh, 20 bucks as well. Yeah, I, he, I, he... I read
0: that one just a minute ago.
1: Oh, okay. I got okay. It. Sorry. Got it. That,
0: that's all why
1: right, we have right. to 25. Oh, there we go. There we go. Okay. <laughs> uh well yes. Count. Ben says uh Ben says dogfish head is on the east coast. Dogfish is we are now seeing a bit more. I do see 90 minute. Yep. Um in, in the larger can here. So that is, I do uh my Local grocery store carries a large uh, variety of 19 ounce cans, and I keep them in my mini fridge for mm-hmm. my lunches recently. This past year, dogfish 90 Minute has been one of mine. Again, if you want to check out the beers I've been having, mm-hmm. that has been a, a couple of times. Uh, ben says, Block 15, a great IPA, of course. And guess you what? Got sticky hands, just... you got sticky hands, fantastic, yeah. but uh, only distributed in Oregon, yep. unfortunately. And they do not have a 19 ounce. So yep. you are, do you ding it uh for that? But block 15 celebrating 15 years uh this month.
0: Sweet. Uh so. crosstalk, deep cut McMinnimans cold. Uh cold as rice. Cold double IPA is amazing. I don't know. Uh, if cold I've had that one. I haven't been to uh, in a while. No, I just had a
1: cold IPA, and then um the cold IPA was actually invented in Oregon. Mm-hmm. The whole style. So yeah. just letting everyone know that if they want to know the original cold IPA was an Oregon IPA. If you want to know what that actually is, check out. I do a deep dive in the definition of what a cold IPA actually is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, 90. Um, I have a couple of Dogfish Heads 120. Now, those are only mm. and Jeff has a couple. Of, I believe you have or had Utopias as well. Uh, lucky I still do first word after the lucky <laughs> <laughs> Um, so but no you know what I have I will say I do have a beer I will not drink without Jeff and it is a Anchorage Uh, it is essentially a deal with the devil but then they blended it with another barley wine that was aged in 22 year Pappy Van Winkle oh. barrels, and I will not drink that oh. beer without Jeff uh I have a twenty year age, a twenty year old age one, but I will save the twenty two yeah. year old one
0: for. I I did, uh, within the last couple of months, open my twenty twenty deal with the devil. That was a good beer. I have, it, it's a
1: great oh beer. I've had a God. few of them, but I I have a uh, I think I'm up to like seven now. For for those who um, don't know
0: what Anchorage's deal with the devil is, um, it's literally a one hundred dollar twelve ounce bottle
1: yeah oh it's so worth it too
0: you have to share it it's not a, it's not a
1: single consumer beer i
0: i had 11 ounces of it i gave i gave red a snifter <laughs> and then i drank the rest <laughs> on camera
1: it's so it's so good it, it really is so good so oh Ooh, that guy before
0: uh, you get all crazy up in here fifty dollars
1: fifty dollars and we got a new member too mm-hmm. just just on the geek thank you sir Welcome in. I I hope that's a member of the Patreon as well, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> See you on there. Um. But hey, speaking of beers and interesting, you know, cocktails and whatnot, uh, Coors, Coors is doing something interesting. Um, this isn't their first one, first dip into the spirit mm-hmm. world, but this is their first bourbon into yeah. the spirit world. Coors Whiskey Company. I've never heard of that, and this there's a good reason for that. This actually kind
0: (laughs) of has my attention. Um, Uh. a a lot of the uh, we we've seen Budweiser and Pabst and whatnot kind of dip their toe into the liquor side of things, all to very hokey cheaply made uh, cheaply made, quickly
1: made terrible
0: results uh yeah they're, they're more niche more
1: niche and i don't
0: even want to say niche i w- i would well, say let, gimmicky. the pat the paps gimmicky gimmicky would be yes
1: that, yeah. that's a much better word and,
0: and so you you've had some entries like this before like the paps like any any whiskey aged in oak is a whiskey <laughs> and for so five seconds is uh, technically a right and and God, what an awful whiskey that was. And and, and so it's like, I've been so hesitant from all the major players to like, no, just stay in your lane, make the crappy Pilsners and go away. This actually has me a little bit intrigued because this is an actual four year aged proper made bourbon. Yes. Interesting. Yes. And
1: decently priced. It's not overpriced or what they're uh, assuming to be the price range. Yeah. It's not undervalued, so we're coming at forty dollars at ninety-two proof. Yeah, and that's that's another thing I really enjoyed was the proof. Mm-hmm. Um, is it's a much higher proof, so mm-hmm. it's not quite that hundred proof that some people will snoot at, but it is definitely above the eighty proof. Mm-hmm. Um, so what it is is Coors has purchased or partnered, I believe they purchased Five Trail Blend, uh, distillery, and so essentially they're are making. They are whiskey. They made a whiskey with them before. Mm-hmm. But this is, again, like Jeff was saying, and I haven't looked it up, how old a whiskey they made. This is a true right. bourbon. This um, is our first bourbon.
0: Right. The the whiskeys that we've seen before, you can call anything a whiskey so long as it's touched oak. Otherwise, it's ever clearer yeah. vodka. Uh, if you want to use the term bourbon... In the States, that means it is a mash bill of 51% or more corn, and it can be barley or rye or wheat or whatever else your ingredients are for the rest of it. But it's at least 51% corn, and it is aged in barrels at least four years. And it is aged in, to go even further, new American oak for at least four years. That is a bourbon. Uh, those are the rules. Those are the labeling rules set by the ATF. They are very strict as far as what you can and cannot call a whiskey. Because we have rye whiskey, we have American whiskey, we have whiskey. There's also terms straight uh, and, and etc. Those all mean different and very specific things under labeling laws. Bourbon, in this case, would mean a spirit that was distilled with a 51% or higher corn mash that is Aged at least four years in new American oak whiskey barrels. So this one actually has me a little excited because it's the first one that's actually gone through the steps of creating a labeled bourbon.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, it's proper. Unfortunately for Jeff, I, Rhett, and Steve, mm-hmm. the closest we can get to this place, this particular one, is Colorado or Nevada. I have uh, friends
0: in Colorado, and in fact, I'll be going to Nevada in August.
1: So, Okay, so maybe take a look out. So it's going to be distributed in Colorado, Georgia, Illinois, Kansas, <laughs> Kentucky, Missouri, New York, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, and Wisconsin. Uh those are the areas that Coors Whiskey Company are able to distribute. Am to I getting rated right, right now? Because all
0: of a sudden Tom's in here and Tom, you're up a little late, my friend. <laughs> 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 but welcome in all the same. Uh where's Gearling at? Like hell, I got I gotta get Redshirt in here. <laughs> I'm gonna get Linus Sebastian to join next.
1: Well, yeah, we start we started like, talking smack about people, and so uh, everyone else started joining in. So. Yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> they heard hops and bruises on Tom chat. says he is easily influenced. Well, I
0: did mention whiskey, and I said it three times, so of course Tom had to join in. Whiskey, whiskey,
1: whiskey. whiskey, whiskey oh, there whiskey. he is.
0: Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Suge yeah. <laughs> Knight. Shug wait, wait. No, we don't Ooh, do that Oh No, we don't talk about Suge oh, Knight no, anymore. No. Oh.
1: no, we don't do that. <laughs>
0: Uh, what oh. to go introduce the next story as I'm aging and uh, I I feel really All bad right. about doing it. Uh, I'm gonna step away and grab a little bit of ice so I can make my old fashioned. I can do that. Oh. All right, not a problem. Hold on. Hold okay. On. One of these. Yeah, there it is. There we go. There we go. All right.
1: <laughs> By the way, I have to say this this beer is uh uh it, it it's fantastic. Again, I'm on a beer diet. I'm on a very low calorie diet, so uh, I'm having a good time right now. I'm not I'm not gone, but I'm having a good time. Uh, I got a brother's right here. Anyways, adult swim. I don't know how many of you are age. I know Jeff, myself, right, Steve, we probably grew up on adult swim. Aqua Teen Hunger Force, so we got uh so many other other ones. Um, early uh adult swim was Family Guy, um, which really brought Family Guy back to life. So Adult Swim is going to be fighting, uh, not fighting, but trying to combat some more of the uh, other streaming services that are coming out by coming out a little bit earlier for everyone. And I am a fan of this, honestly, because this just gives more time for the shows I want to watch. Uh, already, if you haven't known, even to today's standard, uh, one of the most influential adult swim shows, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, again, fantastic show i yes. love it. i think that literally saved acting hunger force or adult swim yeah still counts for four percent of the watch uh the the shows watched and that show hasn't produced anything i think for four or five years oh it hasn't produced a new it's episode been more than that something like that yeah it's yeah like 18 something like that yeah so the fact that there are a lot of Adult Swim shows that are still Futurama. It, the Futurama basically owes its life to Adult Swim. because Family Guy as helped. well.
0: Because uh, Family Guy, when it was canceled after its third season, remember, it was canceled and went away for like six years and then yeah. was, was rebooted. Uh, but it stayed alive because of Adult Swim. So Robot Chicken and Yes Robot Chicken. Thank you. Thank Man you, sir. of culture. There
1: it is. Yeah, Justin Geek. Uh, you are correct, sir. Robot Chicken is an amazing show. Um, yes, again. So there are plenty of amazing content. And honestly, I think this is coming back from they're trying to combat again the Warner Brothers discovery, the Paramount. Um mm-hmm. uh, Almost almost Comedy Central South Park. So they're trying to get into that lower time tiered aspect. That's my personal opinion because they're coming out with newer shows for the lower tiered um, time slots. Yep. And I think they're trying to com- combat and get that late 20s, early 30s beyond demographic, which is a, a larger demographic for, for most of these shows. Uh, you know, the, the young adult, I should say the young adult, uh, streams, uh, shows uh, See that, a little 2021. bit uh,
0: how uh, have a little space, great, coast coast. Great... To coast? Uh,
1: venture brothers, uh, yeah. Venture brothers, space coast, coast to coast was amazing. I yep. love that I used So I remember being like 12 or 13 and I had a soundtrack <laughs> or all of the songs that space coast, coast to coast parodied as a CD um type of a but i would listen to that on old road trips with my parents and so uh yeah no um adult swim has been
0: a part of my life and everything for quite a while Uh, mine too uh so for those who don't know there's actually a subreddit called falling asleep to futurama that's what I was thinking of. Yes, sir. I
1: was or not even that, but uh I think it's it's, it's just adult swim, but yes. No, there's
0: one specifically for Futurama and okay. my wife and I for probably six or seven years, every single night, we would turn Futurama on until we fell asleep. Uh because that would Oh yeah uh, Adult Swim would be playing a two hour block of it, and that's what we fell asleep to. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> I know like like Steve has his own Plex mix
1: and he calls it adult swim. Oh yeah. Um, and, and then he's just like, I don't, I don't, if there's nothing to watch, he just turns that on and it's random adult swim cartoons, Metalocalypse. Metalocalypse. Again, That's the I one love- I was
0: trying to think of. Uh, someone chimes in Harvey Birdman, super jail.
1: Harvey Birdman. Great. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there's even the, the sequel to, to Harvey Birdman too. Yeah. The,
0: um, um,
1: Mike Tyson mystery tour. I forget what that one's called. That's a pretty decent one too. Oh uh,
0: yeah. Mike, Mike Tyson mysteries.
1: Yeah, something like that was that. Yeah. There's a pretty, there's a, uh, Norm McDonald was on that one. Yep. So, any he, uh, he was together. a bird. Of course, I've seen Drawn Together. That's a great one. Yeah. Drawn, yeah. So, there's again, how many great, so giving an extra hour. Yeah. I, that, that's great. I, I'm going to enjoy this. And again, the article talks about, um, they're doing this to launch newer shows, especially, uh, this newer one called Unicorn, uh, Warrior Eternal. Doesn't look bad, uh yeah. give it a shot. But again, a newer time slot. I like it. I like the fact that they're pushing uh, uh you know this type of stuff. I also grew up on this and Toonami. If anyone remembers Toonami, which is oh, a bunch hell yeah. of anime stuff, yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's um so I, I, I like this. I like channels that are pushing this this more more of this type of stuff. So this yeah. is fun. Yeah, this will be fun.
0: All right, I'm finally gonna make my old fashioned, and uh, while I was up, I I noticed something. Are you something. doing a s- so special old fashioned? A little bit. Uh, I'm okay. I'm diving into some special reserves here. So, uh, mm-hmm. I was planning on making this with a Sagamore Spirit rye. It's a rye that was made in Maryland. You can tell because they put their flag on freaking everything. Um, really great rye whiskey, 97 proof. Uh, and individually labeled bottle and everything else. Like it's a this is a fantastic bottle of rye. Um, unfortunately, there's only about that much left. And Ooh, so I don't know if that's enough. And so you're about to see the care and feeding of my infinity bottle. So when my whiskey gets down to where it's about an ounce and a half or two ounces left, I will go ahead and uh, pour the remnants in here. This is the the giving a shot. There we go. I'm gonna give that a good swirl around in there. My my globe with the uh, imperial ship in the middle of it, the uh, Britain Royal Navy, whatever.
1: There oh, when go. you said imperial ship, I was like, yeah, no, it's nice not a star, star destroyer star in the center. <laughs> although that'd be freaking dope. Um, I was like, that's a cool decanter. Where'd you get that one? <laughs> yeah,
0: and now we're gonna go ahead and make my old fashioned. And we're going to do it out of my Infinity Bottle. Uh, If if my Infinity Bottle has told me anything, it's that I am a freaking sucker for rye. And I already knew that. Um, But, uh, man, does this ever just cement that home because this bottle is spicy. (laughs) This, (laughs) This bottle will tell you the exact kind of whiskey that you like and the exact type of whiskey that you should go buy. So I,
1: I must ask, do you remember some of the bourbon's whiskeys that are in that infinity bottle? There's a you lot tell in us? here.
0: Um, I, I know there is there is a fair amount of 18-year Jameson in here. Uh, I had about three ounces left of that, and I thought it was a little less than that. And I started pouring, and it's like, oh, my God, that's a deep pour. Uh, so there's a lot of Jameson 18 in there. Um there's a lot of different rye that I, I couldn't even name them. There's some big bottom rye out of McMinnville, Oregon. That's one of my favorite ryes. It's 113 proof. Um, there, there's some bourbons. There's some, uh, some Elijah Craig small batch in there. There's, uh, uh, probably a little bit of, uh, Jameson Caskmates uh, stout edition in there. one. so there's a decent amount of Irish, a lot of rye, um, And it's overall just a fantastic mix. Uh, So I do usually three to three and a half ounce. Um, This one's a little shorter. Uh, This is like two and three quarter ounces, I think, is what I did. Uh, So this is an Orange Bitters. This is Regan's Orange Bitters, number six. Uh, It's a great one. I usually do two or three dashes of that and then two or three dashes of Angostura.
1: Angostura, nice. And then swirl it up. Yeah I, I always recommend it. if you don't have an actual orange peel make sure to have orange bitters on hand it still helps a lot yes. and you get that nice aromatic uh it's usually a lower proof i've noticed mm-hmm. um Angustor's, i think is 47
0: 46 yeah Angostura's like, usually about 50 proof it's about 25 yeah. 26% something like that so, I think it's high Or no sorry uh 88% Yeah so this f- is uh 44% uh, uh, yeah I thought it was uh, four, and, but usually I
1: see oranges around the, the the 40. 45. Yep. Yep. So. And there you go. No, but
0: uh, you can it's garnish more of with an aromatic. orange peel if you want. Uh, like I said, I if I don't have an orange peel on hand, I'll do two or three dashes of orange bitters, and uh, you still yep. get just just that little bit of a hit on the you nose. You want that citrus, and yeah, it, it's
1: great. Uh, hit, hit it at the bet the end. It's great. Um, that's what you really want because that really brightens oh. the drink up.
0: I do not drink from that bottle very often because it's an infinity bottle. You're supposed to give it two ounces and then take two ounces, but it's supposed to be the last two ounces of your bottle. And so you only get a drink from this bottle when you finish a bottle that you want to put in there. And, uh, oh my God, I can't even describe. I bet that is complexity of rye, smoky,
1: chocolatey, uh,
0: uh,
1: woody. There's a little uh, coffee, there's a
0: little oak, there's a little... There's a little cherry remnants in there there's
1: uh there was Man. there was and I didn't post I didn't post this article because I was like hey it's a pre-mixed cocktail but I might send it to you just on the discord or <laughs> or post it in in the in the uh, 10 Ford era of a pre-made and you did this before pre-made coffee old-fashioned ooh uh in the bottle so there's a distillery selling a pre-made. I believe it's it's eighty proof. Yeah, coffee old fashioned in bottle.
0: So, the only other uh, person or company that I've heard of doing that. What was the Aisha Tyler brand of whiskey? Yeah, there was that. Um, but it was pre made, right? It, it was, was in a, a pre made cocktail, but it it was eighty proof. And uh, man, those were good. Those were so good. Um. Yeah.
1: Here it comes. Here it comes. All right. I see it. Here we go. I'm going to love and love post, and
0: dagger, love and theft,
1: love and theft's abandoned I'm gonna post, uh I'm going to post this in the talking heads, the talking heads discord. Or, or group, but a, uh yeah.
0: Courage and stone. There it is. That's the Aisha Tyler one. All right. So this is
1: not a 40 proof. This is a, or this is a 40 proof, not a 80 proof. I thought it was 40. Yeah. uh, Or or 40%. It is a 25.6%. Okay.
0: So, so 50 proof, but not,
1: not terrible. Um, Not terrible. But again, you know, yeah, it's probably what your cocktail is already going to be. Yeah. Well, no, not
0: really. Not an an old fashioned, actually. In all honesty, not an old fashioned. Actually. Yes. Because if you consider that at like two and a half to three ounces, dilution from the ice, but also I'm adding three-quarter of an ounce of simple syrup to this. Good. That's Uh, 20% of your overall mix, which means you're going to drop your ABV by 20% of whatever it is. So it is a Michigan uh, Traverse
1: City Whiskey Company Mm -hmm. is making a custom whiskey of a coffee old-fashioned.
0: For those who Um, watched Mixology March two years ago, uh, I didn't do Mixology March last year, um, but uh, two years ago, I infused a whiskey with coffee. I cold brewed a yep. coffee with nothing but whiskey. And uh, man, that was so good. And it, Well, that's what that's
1: what made me think of this. Yeah. Um, I've been meaning to and do I was it like, again,
0: and I probably should. I, I was like, I wonder if they stole this from Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I've been looking at uh, doing some videos, maybe on Craft Extra, of some batch-made cocktails. And you know your little tap thing that you showed off a little while ago? Yeah. The, you oh, know, yeah. $96 20 ounce keg and, yeah. and your CO2 injector and things like that? I've been looking at doing a batch-made cocktail and having old fashions in your fridge.
1: That honestly, I, I've so I will be coming out not a video but a, a, a quick little uh YouTube short or whatever uh-huh. mocking because um uh me and uh Square K kind of got into it. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and oh, they're they, they were not pleased,
1: they were not pleased. Let me say that. Um, I'm sorry, I, well, I, I will make not up pay. Product. I you I was, oh, their comeback was you don't support American made products. I was like, I don't mind American made products. Don't lie to me and say that this is the only option and it's better for you. It's like, no, here's all my listings of why your product is wrong. And they're like, support American made products. I was like you didn't
0: address any of the issues That's... I asked of you. If the only hat you can hang is it's made in America, make a better product. Well, and, and then,
1: and then, <laughs> I, the bad part is, is that the only part of the American-made product is the container. All their other parts
0: are Chinese-made. Uh-huh.
1: It's like, you're not really American-made. You're assembling then, in America.
0: Like Yes, exactly. But Toyota Tacoma is more American than you are.
1: And, and so, and then they were like, well, your product doesn't fit in the fridge. And I was like, it only doesn't fit in the fridge because of the tap handle. And then so. Which you like, can hose off. Well, the and, and they do that, but then I went through their Instagram page and a lot of theirs they swap the tap handle out for a lower profile one,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which you can do on Amazon, which I found for three dollars. Yeah. And so I just ordered one and I'm gonna make a really quick video of it and be like, I'm gonna tag you all good for you and be like, Good <laughs> for look you. Look how many I could do. It was like look, look, yeah, for sixty nine dollars. Versus your two hundred and seventy nine dollar one, yeah. I could fit, you know, all these other things. And I'm, I'm sorry, I still have to state, you can't clean their product because it's square. If you put like a jammy, uh, sour in there, uh-huh. you don't know if you got it all out. That's true. The residue in there that's going to stay, you don't know if you scrubbed it all out. At least with my the Chinese made, I'm sorry, but it probably is Chinese made squ- well, round cake that I offered. You can see everything through the hole. Mm-hmm. Their square keg, which is actually a rectangle, mm-hmm. you can't see the back end. Is there still dirt, yeast, whatever? Mm-hmm. You don't know. It's not easy to clean. Yeah. But again, I I uh, yeah, I agree. I really want to put cocktails. I really enjoyed mine. I've been using mine um actually I see it right now. Um uh for the for my rogue beer review, uh-huh. I didn't drink all of my beers. And so I had essentially uh, two and a half uh, beers left. I had about 28 ounces left. Mm-hmm. I poured it in there, made a mixed beer, and was like, hey, this is good. I can drink this during my March diet. Nice. And, and, and not be fine. And it's perfectly preserved. And I really do want to make an old-fashioned cocktail. And what I do love is that it's 64 ounces, um, which is better because I can take it to a tap room too, yeah, or a cocktail. Who wants a gallon of a cocktail? Uh, I, I, I understand. Yes, there are people out there. Yes, great. At the same time, that's
0: a lot. I make mojitos by the gallon. Okay,
1: <laughs> sure, but for okay, for my video, ten dollars more you can make a gallon. Mm-hmm. That's the thing.
0: It's the same. Equipment, yeah, I was looking at spending 10... between 80 and 90. And and getting a similar keg system, yeah. but in the 128 ounce instead of the 64. A, um, a,
1: exactly. So it's it's not that it's difficult to right. do. So uh, yeah, if you so, haven't like watched it.
0: John's video on the square keg uh, and why this company is basically just stealing money from you if you buy from them, yeah. they they're, they made a, a keg that fits in your fridge because it's a square. And it preserves your beer because it's powered by CO2. And so it displaces all the oxygen in, in there with the CO2, food-grade CO2, cartridges that you buy yep. in the 28-gram style. Um, and, uh, and then that also pressurizes the vessel so you can use it like a tap handle and you can pour your beer out. Um, yep. The problem is, they said, this is the only way you can do this. And it's like, no, these systems have existed forever. And, yeah, exactly. And they didn't cost $180 or $230 or $250. 200 and, yeah, $270. $270, right. Little half-gallon kegs, the 64-ounce kegs, like metal round kegs with removable tops and everything, like 25 bucks. Yeah. Uh, like, if you want a 128-ounce, it's like 35 or 40 bucks. Like Yeah, and uh, you put tap handles on them and you put the the little co2 pressurizer on them you can also remote that if, if you want house co2 or you want to do multiples of them or whatever else that's how caterators are freaking yeah. made like this is exactly. not rocket science
1: oh i know i i went in and saw that company on shark tank and it what i said on the video was literally and i i went it is a little light version, I my wife got so annoyed. She was like, "I don't even want to watch Shark. I don't even want to watch TV anymore right now because you're just going off." I, I went off for mm-hmm. like an hour. I we were in bed, and I was <laughs> still going off on it. I was like, how dare they? This is dumb. How did they get on Shark Tank for this? And, and she was like, "Just let it go, honey. Just it's fine. It's all right." Like, no, no, it's not okay. No, it's not okay. You know so yeah it was um yeah (laughs) it it, it is a fun video if you are looking for a personal cocktail beverage thing go check it out i might need to tag it a little bit different or maybe like re-release it as something else um like how to build
0: your own or maybe you're just of how to build your own but but maybe a thumbnail and a title change um yeah exactly share it on on mine as a post as well so let me know yeah if you've jazzed it up at all, and and I'll I'll share it as a, as a post on my channel because it was a great video.
1: Yeah, I, I, I was looking at it and I think it needs a, a different spin. I, I got what I wanted out of that particular first part, mm-hmm. but I think the build aspect is much more effective than um, yeah. the initial spot, but yeah, yeah. I like it. So, uh, it hey, made in what about- None of your parts are made in America. Exactly. It was like, oh, the, the can. So they they, t- they talk about welding their can. And so, but everything else is like, I know exactly where that part is that you can go on Jeff's Discord and get it on AliExpress or yeah. you know, Jeff's Alex AliExpress like account. Six like, bucks. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah. no, it's Chinese made. Um, Lego driving video games. Um, actually, this game, we're, we're, we're going to go into a little bit, one gaming thing. I really like this. I loved this game idea. It's like Mario Build, uh, with Mario Builder plus um, uh, Driver. Yeah, it, it's uh, Mario in...
0: Maker meets Mario Kart, but with Lego. And Holy yeah, Crap, exactly. I'm so on board.
1: <laughs> this is so cool. It's like, my only question is, how true are the physics? Because I really want it to be really true. That would be awesome. Yeah. And I understand they got to make it a little bit extreme, but my goodness, look, you can make a hamburger cart uh race car yeah and have it go um uh, I watched the trailer and it, I guys go tr- click on the link in the description below it's really an amazing trailer I think this is gonna be a fun fun thing and best part to open world uh dynamic too yeah. that's awesome um this is a really cool looking game so what it is it's Lego 2k drive. Um, and I'd play the video, but they'd
0: instantly copyright strike me. Exactly. That's why I said, go. exactly. I'm a news agency right now. Dang it. I can play videos as long as I credit them. And if I'm on the website, it's credited.
1: So it's it's the same people that do like the NBA sports, the WWE. It's, it's, it looks visually looks really good. Mm -hmm. I mean, the maps look great, uh, which is not a map. It's an open world area. It's an open build area. I believe it talk. What was it? A hundred thousand different pieces you
0: can um, build from. Anyone Uh, has ever played uh, one of the Lego Maker games or even the Lego Engineer application, where you have access to like Lego's entire back catalog of pieces. Those are all in here, plus more, to build cars that you can go drive. It's like Spore, but with Legos, but without the the terrible gameplay mechanics.
1: Yeah, and you can go up to six players per race. So, again, it's like Mario Kart. You got Lego build. Mm-hmm. You got Mario build. Uh, it, it is so much. It's coming out May 19th. I think this is going to be a super fun game. Yep. Um, I hope the engine and the concept of this actually is developed more into something like, I would love to see something like this. And um, what was that soccer um, uh, race car game? Rocket League? Or not race Rocket League. Yeah, how, how awesome would it be like this in Rocket League, but your oh, car yeah. start breaking. Yeah, you know, so, uh, uh, something like a Lego uh, sports uh, race car, sports or something like that, that would be so cool. Uh, I'm, I'm really. This looks super cool. My son right now uh, is really into the Mario build and something like this. I think, and he loves Mario Kart. So this, yeah, I'm looking forward to. So right now, it's coming out for PC, Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One. We're looking and PS5. Uh, You're looking at that typical $60 range Yep Really cool Uh, stuff There's
0: also an awesome edition and an awesome rivals edition Those will run $100 and $120 Respectively No idea what the upgrades are Or DLC components are Uh, Comes out May 16th On all platforms I'm assuming it will be available on Steam Um, But uh, Yeah This for me is a day one purchase uh, I haven't seen the game yet. I guarantee as soon as I see like real-world gameplay, I'll be all in. Oh yeah. Like uh, the trailer yes. alone looks really good. Wreckfest is one of my favorite games of all time, and it's developed by Bugbear, which was the original developer for FlatOut which is again one of my favorite games of all time. Um I I love the destruction derby, destructible environments, destructible vehicles, uh type of racing. Uh and i i like games that do go a little bit towards absurdity when it comes to physics like like real world physics and if they crashed this hard this would happen but i can still drive afterwards um i like that i i like the uh gosh what is the ah no, your your uh, burnout series of games. I I love the crash simulators and uh, oh yeah yeah um, yeah. If anyone has ever seen, uh, what is the? There's a game on Steam right now, um, and it's been there forever. Uh, mm. Hold on, let me look it up. I have it. But
1: I mean, like yeah, like you were saying, crash simulator but Legos would be amazing of this. And I'm I, I, another thing I, I love is this kind of like Mario Kart esque, but hitting into each other. I hope it's kind of like a wreckage to where, yeah, you have a limitation. I, yeah. I don't know. The idea of this is, is really cool. I hope they play with it. I hope it gets better. It's a fun. A lot of the Lego builder games are just mindless fun. And that's the thing. Games don't have to be complicated, right? There are, I mean, again, there's, like, that whole meme. Games were meant to... There's an easy mode because games are meant to be fun. Yeah. If you want to do a challenging, fine. Go do challenging. But games are just meant to be fun. Have fun with it. Yeah. You know, if you can have fun with it, have fun with it.
0: Oh, what is that game called? Ah, Um... There's a game on Steam that is like the 7th or 8th generation iteration of a game that was released as like a free tech demo that someone created. And it was a game called Stairfall. And it was a game that came out in like 1999 or 2000. And you can download it for free. And what it was, was you pushed a crash dummy down a flight of stairs. And tried to get the most damage on this crash dummy based on how you pushed it. And oh, so every, yeah, yeah, yeah. every limb and ligament and impact and, and velocity of impact and angle of impact made a difference on how injured your dummy was at the end of the bottom of the flight of stairs. And then they went on and they made a couple different iterations of that. But then it became a full-fledged, like, like indie-style that game. That fun. Yeah. And, and it's available for iPad and, and a couple other platforms. But it's the same type of game where... You have crash test dummy. Yeah, stair dismount. Stair. Oh, dismount. Dismount, dismount simulator. I'm trying to think of what the game name is on Steam. Uh, dismount. Turbo dismount. There we go. Turbo dismount. Uh, if if you like that that absurdist crash test dummy, knock a crash test dummy into traffic by pushing him in front of a bus and see what happens. Uh, turbo dismount. It's a hell of a lot of fun. <laughs>
1: It's essentially Buster, but a video game. Right. For Mythbusters. Yeah. yeah. No, it,
0: it's it's Buster for Mythbusters if it were in a video game. And it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, you And you can tweak a whole bunch of different things. There's a whole bunch of different dummies with different properties. But the original was literally called Stair Dismount. And it was a free downloadable game that was made as like a tech demo of like, hey, look at our ragdoll physics. ha <laughs> ha. And then it turned out it's a lot of fun to push a Crash Dummy down a flight of stairs. So, uh
1: we got a, just a couple minutes. Do you want to do trek or chat? I don't know if we can dive into trek because it's so good. Oh my god. Honestly, I have to say best trek ever so far, ever basically right. since DS9. Right. Right.
0: I'm right there with you. Um
1: I mean I mean the season is is you could have gone from Nemesis to this.
0: I I called fine. I called season three, episode two, the best episode of Star Trek that I've seen in 20 years. Um and and I I stand by that. However, three, four, five, and six were even better. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah. Spoiler, alert, spoiler. By free, the way, we might I will talk... try to Be as entirely yeah, spoiler-free as possible. Yeah, we will.
1: We will not. Yes, no. We will just do fan base yeah. enjoyment. Um,
0: I, I might. Oh mention, my God! I might mention a couple broad points, but I'm not going to dive into any specific details. Um, no, I mean, we're on. We're
1: on. We're in in the season, but still, we will not do that. But <sighs> my God, this
0: is this is. Oh yeah. This is, uh, you, you know, I, 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 don't use this term lightly. This is a love letter to Star Trek. Oh, it,
1: it, it's it so, is, it, it's so is. I mean, and okay, I enjoyed hey, like no
0: spoilers in chat either. I've got eyes on you. Yeah,
1: there we go. Um, I enjoyed season one, season two. There are episodes I didn't like. Yeah, you could. Just I gave screw it a C minus and up. a B. Like, like,
0: and I stand yeah, by you know, those ratings. Where
1: I. Uh, This season, nothing, nothing but A's. I am nothing but A's. Nothing
0: but A pluses. And I have been on the edge of my seat and audibly squealed multiple times. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, why wasn't this season one? Right. Whole time. Right. (laughs) I've actually like grabbed my wife's arm and went, no, no, no way. Oh.
1: It's it's been great. And, and honestly, like when I saw the trailers, I'm like, oh, they're bringing X back. And this oh, person why are back. They like, doing no. It's just but fan they, service. It's just. But then the way they
0: twist is it, like, oh, they did it perfect. They literally did it perfect. What What I will tell you <laughs> is without any spoilers, um, I hate vehemently when TV shows get to a point Where the characters are simply a vehicle for a story that the writer wanted to tell and they're shells of themselves. Where the the characters themselves have no identity. And I think the most... The place I usually go to point this out is Seth MacFarlane cartoons. You you go to American Dad, you go to uh, Family Guy and whatnot. And the first two, three, four seasons are excellent television. Because you're putting these characters into absurd situations but the but it's all very organic and as far as how the situations happen and what the characters' reaction to those situations are the characters develop through these situations and and they develop their own language and mannerisms and so on and so forth and they really do become their own living beings the problem is when you get writers who get a joke in their head And I know writing is way more difficult than I'm making it out to be right now. But what I'm saying is when a writer gets the joke in their head and they get that joke approved, and then they have a character who would never say that joke ever say that joke, that character is now just a vehicle for whatever plot point you wanted to make. Um, Where characters start acting way, way outside of what their character boundary would normally be. And yeah. being a human, being a character, being a, a I don't want to say predictable, but expected set of characteristics, beliefs, morality, mannerizations, that all matters in the storytelling just as much as the plot points do themselves. And you can see where Seth MacFarlane pulls out of seasons of Family guy. I'm now a voice
1: and not a writer. Yeah.
0: Because all of a sudden you get characters that are acting entirely alike. Every character has the same tonality, the same joke delivery and are put in the same weird situations where they honestly don't belong. And, and you lose interest in it. Um, how does that relate to Trek? kind of expected that out of season three i expected them to be like well let's make it a tng reunion and we'll just bring these characters back and yeah 20 years have passed but it'll be just like old times like you know Worf is still yeah, like this ha- badass warrior and, and blah 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 kind of
1: how it, the the one episode with riker where they're like hey let's cook some pizza and and shield up and yeah boy it, it, it was it hurt tomato
0: yeah. Uh exactly. I actually, and it was I like that. okay. Like it was it was a little endearing because of where he was at in his life. But what I will say for season three, particularly talking about season three, is I was so afraid it was just going to be hundred percent fan service and zero percent actual character acting. There was gonna be Ugh. they, they the are best. there as vessels of the story, not necessarily to tell a story that the character is experiencing. And and that is a fine line. And it is a pretty deep critique of, of storytelling as a whole. But what I'll say is every character has their own desires and ambitions and morality and 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 the way they view the world. And even, even some of the minor characters and even some of the fringe characters that were just introduced. Uh, there's Captain Shaw. Who I was going to say honestly best best new character I love best love best Shaw. Oh
1: best new God. character I could I could probably even take a whole season of Shaw and and um 7 of 9 I, like like just I, I, I might even like that. I wanna i, I would probably Titan. enjoy it.
0: I, I wanna see what yeah. happens when, when the Titan goes back to regulatory service and it's Sean Seven exploring. You know, the galaxy.
1: Well, I mean I mean I mean the jabs that... okay, so there's there's I don't think this is a spoiler, so I will right. say the but the jabs he takes at Picard and especially Riker. Oh, I love him. It was just like
0: oh that that's good th- th- and there's and this one the, point where where Riker goes, son, do you know how many times we've saved the galaxy? And he goes, well, I know how many times you saved the galaxy when it was your own damn fault. I remember the time that you left a saucer section on the, on the, uh, on Viridian 4. I remember the time that you, uh, tore the universe in half and created a time differential with three different, versions of the enterprise that that almost blew up all of continuum i remember this i remember that i remember you know like why were you in that situation in the first place because your own bravado got you there and and i don't respect you and it's like holy crap <laughs> yeah that that
1: was that was great and 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 the actor todd uh, Stash- uh Stalwick. Stash- yeah Stash- 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 thank you yeah um beautiful job Beautiful job of, of acting it and, and everything. It's just like two the of way the it's two of out. the it, top
0: ten monologues in Trek history. Like, yeah, guaranteed. It, like, it, it, it's
1: it's great. It is so great. Uh, I'm I'm so glad they didn't because my thought early on was he was just going to be a jerk. Yeah, and he he's not. He's actually not a jerk. He's he's kind of actually a, a, a super fan, he, but he, he, because he, we see that in the latest oh, we, or we previous see latest with,
0: with the character yeah where, where he's fawning yeah. over like oh my god i'd, I'd love to get exactly. that with you but we got shit to do and then they move on a-
1: a- exactly I so we that. see he's actually a super fan but he's like not of your guys right of this right. other era and these other people yeah. of of your generation but and so that's the best it's like it, it, it literally is just like you or i steve red of like these are our favorite characters. Mm-hmm. These are our favorite people, and it's like, again, it's 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 the best of fan service, but w- they did it in a really good storytelling way by adding right. to the characters' development and personality. It, it's uh, it's really
0: well. It's one thing when you have a story you want to tell as a writer, and and you say, well, we're going to use these five characters to tell that story. It's another thing entirely when you say this this circumstance or this series of events is taking place how would these characters react yeah and again we're getting into esoterra of of like media breakdown and what is good storytelling what i'm telling you is uh, star trek discovery as much as i tried i tried i tried so hard to want to like it because it was the only Star Trek we had, damn it. Like, yeah. we got the J.J. Abrams thing, which is like, cool, we carved our own path. Oh, we're right back to Arthakon. Okay. Um, like, it was like, okay, I, I like what you're doing. I like the characters. But at the same time, it's like, tell your own story. You have every excuse in the galaxy to tell your own story. And instead, you tried to just rehash another story. But your characters didn't fit the mold that you created for them. So yeah. Eh. And then the new story you gave was horrible. But but then but then with <laughs> discovery, I'm like, cool. Like we're still a prequel, which I'm not a fan of because it's and an then... in, it's an ends to a mean. Um, yeah. And and will not. But I'll, I'll I'll buy. I'll 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 tag along for a little bit. As soon as they said sequel as an SQL vulnerability. As in oh, good yeah. old Bobby oh, Tables. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, no. I was yeah, out no. uh, because I will. I you do have any respect uh, for the material. Uh,
1: what is it? Uh, what it was the new um, pre pre Kirk? Um, oh, Strange New Worlds. Stra- that's actually that's also a great badass. season. That that I, God, will I love stay- Strange New Worlds and, and Strange New Worlds, but. Though the thing they did, I think I really appreciate is they went very episodic, mm-hmm. they went very character uh, based, they really developed individual characters per episode, which Discovery did not. Right, it was a continual story, mm-hmm. and then we were just to assume, oh, these characters and here's he their background, as like, right. that doesn't work. Uh, Strange, Strange New, New, Worlds New
0: World did not in- basically did a holodeck episode. They they yeah, they it did. wasn't a they holiday did a episode, but they... what they did was they did a mind control episode where a a creature is telepathically controlling the crew and going, like, I want to play out this story. And so you what have is... this crew that is assuming characters out of a storybook,
1: and I freaking loved
0: and, it. <laughs> and and what I love too is they
1: still certain episodes, and I forget what the terminology is, but where they use like only like a hallway and two other sets yeah you know uh, of they still do that it's it's the bridge a person's the sick bay or quarters and a hallway right that's it that's all they do there's no other sets and they use practice and it's a practical set too um so with strange new world a lot of it really really good but back to picard season three Mm this particular season homage to everything it is everything's been fan service and it's been fan service but to tell the right story but, too um yeah uh they're they're even playing homage correctly to other characters other seasons mm-hmm. even the villains in this one are playing a proper homage yes to previous uh seasons and other series that there's uh, especially... there's
0: references to other characters who have evolved from their their previous dwellings we we know of admiral janeway admiral janeway's been canon yeah. for a very long time we see that in uh nemesis it, uh well nemesis obviously janeway shows up but we also see that in uh star trek prodigy uh and we've had references to that a couple mm-hmm. of different times through star trek picard yeah. um but we're starting to get other names that are being dropped like Odo uh, where we're world references like i was i was told by by a good friend of mine a friend. in yeah, in the exactly. great link that such and such is going on and it's like wow like they are they are so incredibly meticulous with respecting the established stories and canon that have taken place and the characters themselves, both as yeah. they existed and in the 20 years since, that they're not just oh, the I, same characters. They come in with new motivations. And yeah, I, I I think it's no surprise that every main TNG character has been, has been reintroduced. It, it's been all of the interwebs that, you know... Yeah. Marina Sirtis and and LeVar Burton and and everyone else is a part of Star Trek season three. So I don't think it's anything extreme to say that Jordy had very different motivations coming in to his introduction than I expected, but I totally bought them 100%. Well, it was
1: so funny, especially the last episode, was that I I, I loved, well, one, I have to say, I love the interaction between uh, Picard and and, and Riker mm-hmm. and it almost seems it I, I I have to say this I think the uh, you know Patrick Stewart almost is better acting it, it's almost yeah. like he's now in a comfortable shoe it, oh, it, it really is because they're just playing off each other and it really feels like they're like we're back in it already I have someone to riff off of and it's so much easier I'm more comfortable. The chemistry he did on a, screen the, is, between is so
0: every character, not not every, just the that, names, that's the, but But that's character. it. That's it. That's it.
1: And then when oh. Jordy comes back in and then sees you know the the lore, the data, the 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 the, the I forget the the actor's name. The it's the, the Golem right.
0: played, played the by golem. Brent it's, it's, it's Brent Spiner. Brent Spiner.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's right back. Yeah. You know, even how he talked to him. It's like, hashtag no spoilers, how... Sorry. Careful, careful. I couldn't, careful. I... but, but every actor, I can play, uh, every actor. <laughs> and actually, I kind of like that the way they spun I, that. I do too. Uh, uh, I do have a visual critique. Uh, there was a the visual critique. I noticed of a, uh, episode. We got three minutes left, data so
0: let's
1: had... wrap it up. Go. Stating where data was, uh, uh um, Fully capable, and then they mention here's uh, not Lars, but B, whatever B-force. his younger yeah. uh, body. Not full. full. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying.
0: A bit visual cue I noticed. You know. Not fully capable. You know, Data was a later model.
1: So maybe, maybe,
0: maybe, maybe.
1: Yeah. maybe maybe a Just little say bit of that. i mean Just maybe, say maybe that's what i wonder, why Laura was I wonder, so wonder angry. what they did to, yeah maybe what the what did they do to the gold? don't know right I Don't know. Right.
0: <laughs> so my, will, my two cents on that yeah. i will say um jordy came back and i i got a little choked up because jordy for me it was more it was than good. anyone else yep. jordy for me was, was was my hero growing up uh like I loved Riker. I I dressed up as Riker twice for Halloween in my childhood. Um, well, again, back to Shaw. You know, I mean, again, that's right. what the best scene was. Right, right. Um, Shaw. But there's another scene that I literally had a tear dropping down my cheek, and 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 in the best, best, most heartfelt way possible. And I cannot tell you what that scene is until after the season, because it'd be a spoiler. But there, there's a moment. Where a couple characters make eye contact, and a, and one word is spoken, and I just went, <gasps> oh, like yeah, like yeah. tear snot bubble like the whole nine yards like I was there like, man I I I, I will
1: state uh, the the uh, 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 what my only critique my only real critique is the actor who plays Crusher's Beverly Crusher's partner Beverly Crusher's partner. It, partner in a crime. little too old. How's that? Partner in crime. Yeah. Partner in crime. A little too old. I because he's
0: supposed to be 23. I he's he's I've physically 34. 20, I've known 23-year-olds with that chiseled jaw. I'm no, I'm not, I'm talking
1: wrinkles around the eyes. He's 34 and he's supposed to be 22-23. I know. I know. But I I but uh, but but I but I uh, that's literally my only critique. I'm like <sighs> I'll let it pass. I because honestly, I like him. He, so far, he's doing a great job, John. So I got He's lived a hard life, and that's that's what I that's what I give it. Uh, it's like okay, he lives a hard life, and he apparently for he drank a lot of Romulan ale. So no, he's a whiskey guy. Cheaper the better. That's right. That is true. So Jameson cask make is cheap. By the way, right. That is in the uh, show. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's canon now. Jameson's the cheap shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, this has been Talking Heads, episode 278. Thank you all so much for watching on this Wednesday night. Check us out next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time for the latest in beer and tech news. Subscribe to Craft Computing if you haven't done so already. Subscribe to Hops and Brews if you like the beer content on this channel and want to see more and possibly some special guests from here and there. (laughs) Uh John, anything to add? Go to the order. Uh you got two days of yep. your beer fast left. How you like- two
1: days left. Uh hopefully videos will coming out. You'll see some uh of the reviews locally really quickly of these coming up probably next week. And um you know, maybe we'll do something with that uh a special cake thing. Yes. Cocktail dispenser, whatever.
0: Uh, we got two members chiming in. Uh, TechEco1 says, late to the party, just got home, but I'm here. Craft Computing, that wa- was that Dragon's Milk you were looking for. Been meaning to see if I can find it. Uh, there was a Dragon's Milk I was looking for. There was actually someone who reached out who wanted to clarify which ones. They were the Dragon's Milk Red Ale and Dragon's Melt, new, what yeah. was the other one? What was the other new flavor? There's two new flavors. I want to there's vote. two new flavors. The red ale, the red ale is the one the I The red remember, ale I especially. I have to have the red ale.
1: That um, would be amazing.
0: So yes. Uh yeah, if you don't see it on the channel within the next month, reach out again. Get me get me some. Uh, NetGuy, member 15 months, thank you very much again. Uh, I was overserved by this establishment last week in the after-party. I plan to repeat. Join the Discord. Yes, join the Patreon. Link is down in the video description. Gets you access to the Discord server where you can hang out in the after-party and chat all week long with all the hosts from Talking Heads. Myself, John, Rhett, Steve. All of them, including occasionally special guests like Ian Cutris, Techno Tim. Like, they're in the Discord too. So... Yep. Reach out. Uh and we got a late super chat. You're lucky I took this long at the outro. Tech Geek with four dollars and twenty cents. Nice. Uh this super chat is not sponsored by Linode. Hey, you didn't get paid for that, so I'm gonna I'm gonna for I'm gonna make you forfeit all Take of it. all of it. it. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for watching, and as always, we will see you next week. See you guys. Cheers everyone.